Good morning, Faith Fellowship. I uh, had to orientate myself up here. I was like, what? I got a couple of different things up here. Uh, Okay, so let's talk about this. I handed these out, and I should have. Gigi said, she was like, should be a little more official. What these are, are... Then me just, hey, here you go. It's like Christmas cards. No, no, no. This is super important because this is the completion of foundations two and three is what we're calling it now, the D2. And so in your envelope, I think, let's see, is Josh in here? No, Josh. Linda. (laughs) There might be something else for you. Marcus. In the corner, Mark. So it's like, uh, oh, let's open them up and look at them. I haven't even <laughs> looked at them. Mark, Stacy, I'll give you Marvin's. And um, so basically, the reason I want to kind of make a big deal about this is that uh, I remember asking the class to consider doing these things and just look at where you were. Some of you redid it because of material change, especially if you're from uh, KCBT. And uh, I love that. I love that this is a class that is considering the opportunities to be used of God and like doubling down as a group. Now you saw how many I passed out just now. There was more that I just gave away freely, poorly, (laughs) without acknowledging it. As your shepherd of this class, you don't know how this encourages me just to see these come out, okay? Thank you. Thank you for caring enough about your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ for you to be used of him in whatever way that he chooses. I'm telling you, because here's what I want. Now, even though I know we are graying, our group is graying, but it is my prayer. I love watching Sam with Troy and Kenny and Mitch and all these guys that had hair that now don't have hair, (laughs) you know, that are together. This is what we get to do when we double down on these things. Okay, so I'm trying, I want to see y'all and have y'all a part of my life for the rest of my life. I love you that much. Okay, so thank you for doing that. Uh, Our other bit of business we need to take care of last week, just in case somebody got missed. So on second Sundays, we're going to start doing food and we need to have teams for that. uh, Just so that one, you know, people don't get overloaded with that, but I'm going to hand this off to this group here. There's already, just put your information down. Farrell's gonna run that for us. He's with his family um, this week. So be praying for him and his return. Pray that he's having a good time, Thanksgiving. But uh, second Sunday is when we're gonna do this. Okay, so listen, this is my heart on this. I don't want this to be disruptive for us. I want us to be able to eat together, but we probably should set up something that is y'all's choice but maybe food on either side or whatever you want to do. Maybe it's all on one side. I don't, you and Farrah can work that out, okay? The thing that I don't want is, is that, um, you know, you're walking in front of 
our camera here, right? <laughs> Rashad, he might trip you. No, I'm just kidding. He's too nice. He won't do that. <laughs> Not unless I ask him to. <laughs> tackle them. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't want to take a tackle from my brother, <laughs> then make sure that we do that. But man, let's enjoy giving back to eating food together. Man, we like to eat together. And it's been a long time since we've done that. And so uh, prayerfully consider joining and being a part of that. I would love that. Okay, that's not a ladies only thing. We got some dudes in here that can throw down. Rashad, as a matter of fact, is the one that really kicked that off. He made that at five o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> he may end up on that list. But anyway, that's something else that we have going on. Now, uh, before we get started, let me just pray for me and my head and thoughts. And, uh, and then we'll get into it. Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, thank you so much just for today. And uh, Lord, again, just thank you for this class and these people that you have given me the privilege of having to shepherd. Lord, you, you know what this, uh, this group means to me. Uh, you know, just in terms of the, the private time that you and I are having dialogue about them, Lord, and then you're moving them forward uh, faithfully. And Lord, I love it. And so, uh, Father, would you just continue to be with us as we consider whatever hurdle it is you have in front of us to continue to be equipped as a group? Father, I'm, I'm asking that you would use us uh, both individually and collectively that, Lord, that uh, we understand that sometimes it, it, there's just great joy from us being together. And so, Father, if there are Bible studies that we need to join or be a part of, if there's just coffee or hangout time or whatever it is, Lord, for, for what's left of this year and the coming year, Father, would you, would you give us opportunity to just continue to knit our hearts together and then use us. Lord, we don't want to just get equipped for the sake of having big heads, but Lord, we want to be used. We want to be able to better minister um, your truth to those that are in need. And so, Father, would you uh, just give us that? And Lord, lastly, I just ask, uh, be with me just as uh, we consider uh, chapter 16 and, and looking at this, you know, over the next uh, uh, coming weeks. <clears throat> Father, help me to uh, just lay out very clearly what it is that you've given me. Lord, I pray that it would have uh, a benefit to those that are listening. Father, use us. Uh, thank you so much. Be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. If you have your Bible, be turning to Acts chapter 16. So now you know how we left it the last time that we were um, together. We left it in a kind of an odd space because this is, well, the, the separating of Paul and Barnabas. And uh, I think we're probably going to get a little more insight into why this is such a, a hot topic for Paul in particular. Remember I said here, I love it. Uh, some one of the things I read from one of our, our wise scholars, um, uh, I think his name is William Nicol, and he had mentioned that uh, this needed to be recorded because it needed to show that apostles are not Jesus. They're not perfect. They have issues. And they need to be dropped off of a pedestal. And remember, that's kind of my heart. Now you know I said. I love uh, Paul and Moses, and those guys have ministered to me. Joshua's another one. Oh, man, yeah. 
can't wait to meet Joshua. It's a bad dude. Um, and so there's just some people that really ministered to me. I love these guys, but I also think that there was an opportunity just for a different response. It could have ended more peaceably. And uh, but again, like I said, I think you're going to see just in terms of why this kind of uh, is a fire lit underneath Paul and why just having John Mark for him, I think, was just discomforting. I don't think he trusted him. He felt abandoned by him. He did abandon him in the midst of having hard work that they were doing. And, you know, it's one thing to give grace, but man, there's another thing just to consider the work that is before us. Like, we, if we're going to be together, let's be together, right? When one of us drops off, man, it just makes us weaker as a group. And so the one thing that we can just consider as we just finish that up in Acts chapter 15 was now the Lord would take this and spin it. <laughs> and now you got two people with two entourages going to two separate parts. The other thing you have to consider about this that's kind of lovely is that they're not going to the same spot where they now would be fighting with each other over how to do this, that, and the other. Nope, they went to two separate places. And so there's just some great wisdom kind of in terms of how we left that. But now we're in Acts chapter 16, and you can see this is what over the next four weeks when I'm teaching that we'll kind of be looking at. This is about being established. It is just in terms of what the Lord has given me about this chapter. The one thing that I, I believe is kind of the central idea is that establishment. On one hand, you see it through four individuals that are going to be highlighted and mentioned in particular ways, one being Timothy, the other uh, uh, being uh, Lydia, then the, the damsel that's possessed, and then the jailer. And the one thing, if you just pay attention to something in verse five, it says, um, and so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. You have to remember, this is the beginning. We as Midtown, we know and understand what the beginning is like because we have three churches that we are helping to be established in their locations, Tampa, Boston, Lee Summit. We understand that that is a, a great work that we still have to be a part of. We have assisted Lee Summit in some of their events. We go to Boston, we go to Tampa, do the same thing. That is Paul's heart. We did not create that. We are following a model that is given to us from scripture, okay? So you can understand that that establishment is big. The other thing that is working against this establishment is the fact that you have Jewish believers that are still so tied to the law, so comforted by the law that they wanna add the law to the gospel. And so you kind of see this urgency in Paul to make sure as a Jewish man that he doesn't want to tie Gentiles up on that. So that's the other thing that you kind of see in here. Now, those things don't necessarily take a break here, but they are a little bit in the background. And, uh, and again, of verse five, the thing that is kind of necessary to mention is remember there was a document created from Peter and James, Paul and Barnabas that went back with Silas and the guys, the entourage that they took back in order to comfort those at the church of Antioch. This was from the church 
in Jerusalem saying, listen, you don't have to be circumcised to be saved. The only thing that you need to make sure that you do is that you do well with your testimony in terms of how you buy your meats and, and, and the, the different practices of pagan worship. Like you would let those things go because that's going to trip your Jewish brothers up. Now, it doesn't say that in all that detail, but that's the heart behind it. Okay, so that's really what's happening here is the necessary need to be established. But then also you kind of notice from Timothy, this establishment takes place early. Okay, and so I want to show you something just because it's necessary for you to see. And I love this. Now, I forgot to, I, I screenshotted it, <laughs> added it in my one set of notes, and then I didn't move it over because I wanted to show you modern day what these locations are. So as you're looking at this, now I'm just going to go to one of the screens here, but where you see that it says Asia and uh, Pontus and Galatia, Cappadocia, that's actually all modern day Turkey. Okay, just so in your head you get that wrapped up. Because I know you can look at that, if you try to Google Earth, you are not going to find these places. <laughs> okay, so that's modern day Turkey. Cyprus is still Cyprus in 2021. Right here, if you're looking at uh, um, Phoenicia and Sidon, that's Lebanon. Okay, right there. And so then around all the way over to what we know, Macedonia, actually those borders got changed and pushed back. That would be Greece. So they own all of, all of this. Okay, you can kind of see that in the, I had the, uh, now this is not a brag, it just made me think of it. I've been here, my grandma, God rest her soul, Bless me with a, the last trip we took uh, because my ticket price changed because I got I turned 15 was a cruise. So I go to all these places. I'm just like, la, 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 this is fun. I don't know what that it's like. I'm walking on the places It's probably my grandma probably did it on purpose because we went to Crete, Rhodes, all, you know, cool lady. God bless her. So that's. Um, that's what you're looking at, okay? But this is also, now look at this journey. I looked at on Google Earth, the, the way the, the land is like. Ladies and gentlemen, this first part, for those of you on that side, when it says uh, they divided the John Mark, okay, they started Antioch and they go across Tarsus and Derby, Iconium, all of it, Antioch, Troas, all of that. That is mountainous country. Hard, hard walking. You got on Jesus sandals, not Tiva <laughs> boots. <laughs> you know, not comfortable whatsoever. And so, but this is important. So I would, if I were you, I would take a picture of it just so you know, because basically you can see there, it says from Acts 15, 36 to 18, that's basically, this is the, that's the, the travel. Okay. And so that's important, but here's this. The word established means this, to make solid, make firm, strengthen, to make strong. If we're talking about Paul going back and making sure these churches are solid, they are strengthened, they are strong, that is not something that happens haphazardly. 
Okay, so I want you to start equating something. If I'm using the word established, we use that around here. We say to you to get established. Is that a haphazard action? No, it is not. And that is the thing I want you to see today in particular with Timothy. Here's this, get this down. You cannot be established in the faith without responding to the word of God. I mean, that's just, it's cut and dry, super simple. You cannot be established in the faith without responding to the word of God. So think about it. If I don't respond, if I'm lost, guess what? I'm still lost. If I'm a believer and I get saved, but now the Lord is wanting to mature me and grow me up through the sanctification process. If I don't respond to the word, guess where I stay? Wherever I was. I want us to get out of this idea that somehow there's magic involved in you growing in the faith. It is not. And so here will be our text. Let's read it. Acts 16 verses 1 through 5 says, Then came he to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess, and believed, but his father was a Greek, which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. Him would Paul have to go forth with him and, and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep. They were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem, and so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Super simple. You get this kind of introduction to Timothy. You guys remember we had looked at already, they had spent some time in uh, Derby and Lystra. Actually, that was where they had to flee to because remember those Jews were following them. <laughs> they went to Antioch and then Iconium and they were like, man, we gotta get out of here. These people are crazy. And so this is one of the spots that they fled to. But remember when they got there, they shared the gospel. And so it's very important that you see that it's mentioning this uh, um, Jewish uh, mom that believed. And so I want you to kind of uh, start keying in on something. Um, man, listen, Timothy at some point was lost. Then he got saved. Then he had a testimony before Paul got to him. You pay attention to that. Now, yes, Paul is discipling him to some level, but this guy has taken it upon himself to move forward in such a way that there is a fame of who Timothy is. And then you see this kind of invitation that goes with him. And so, listen, we kind of have to, I'm just going to give you these, these scripture references here. This establishment started in truth by his grandmother and mother. 2 Timothy 1.5 says this, When I call to remembrance the unfaith that is in thee, Timothy, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. So listen, to my shepherds slash parents slash stewards slash disciplers, it is important that you have an establishment in the word before you can invest anything in anybody else. You gotta have it. 
Don't leave it to chance. Don't leave it to guessing or whatever. I love that we can see that this is already established and something else that's kind of important. Heritage given back to the Lord is good. And we see that here in Psalm 127.3. It says, lo, children are in heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. So now we're talking about in celebration. I, I love that we pass those things out today. Those things are a sign that you are getting equipped. You are seeing the ministry for what it is. You understand that you want to have a stake that you're going to put down. And so now, listen, you may not be able to have children. Maybe you already got them. We'll get there in a moment. But you have an opportunity to still be fruitful in this way spiritually. How do you see the people you get the chance to invest in now? Do you see them properly, that they're in heritage of the Lord? The fruit of your womb in terms of what you're doing and how you develop and how you grow that, that little sheep, sheeple. <laughs> Do you understand that they go back to them? Or are you developing them to follow after you and you only? Listen, we got to make sure that we are giving them back. Now, parents, let me tell you something. You got to let your hands open up. It's hard for you. They're growing up. All a lot of my young uh, nieces and nephews here, when I, I, I see their kids and they're getting bigger and I'll say, man, they're almost driving. They're like, no, don't say that. Because <laughs> they want to just keep them babies forever. No, that's annoying. Okay. You want them to grow up. You want them to be, grow up and move out, <laughs> right? At some point, you should want that. If you don't, I mean, you can keep having them as long as your body will allow you to do that. But man, grow them up, get them out. Let them go. They belong to the Lord. You have to be intentional about that. So now notice something in terms of the intentionality of his parent, of his grandmother and, and, and mother, Again, where Timothy ended up is not by accident. The man that he has become was not accidental for his grandmother and his mother. So now, parents, is your parenting accidental? Is your discipling? Do you just think because you are giving them truth, you feed them, you have a roof over their head, you provide for them in some way that they're just going to magically get better, do better, serve the Lord, honor you. Let me tell you, they won't. They won't. There has to be something done on your part. You got to do the hard work of investing the word in your flock. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. See, it's pretty easy. We can kind of get away with it in discipleship because you're just following the lesson. But I'm telling you, you need to have the discernment that sometimes just slides that lesson to the side and say, hey, what's really going on with you? Hey, I know you, you seem to make our meetings, but you can't make it to church. How are you doing? What's going on? Let me in. Your ability with that disciple, and even in a Bible study, it's the same way, y'all. That ability for you to get inside on, of their minds and just where they are, man, 
that takes work. It takes time. It takes you cultivating a relationship. You cannot just make demands of people and expect them to just divulge information to you. Your kids won't either. This is why, just like in all those great 80s movies, I'm an 80s baby. You cannot tell me the John Hughes movies are the best movies ever. <laughs> and all of those teenage angst movies, there's always like the, you know, nobody in my room and I just close my door and it's like madness inside of there and the parents can't get in and all of that, you know. And so, man, I'm telling you, parents, we got up. Um, Stop just letting the device or the TV or school or whatever raise them. Engage them. Go into their room. I know it's awkward. <laughs> I know. It was awkward when my parents did it. But I liked it. There was a point in time where mama would sometimes even, when I would have guys over, that she would come out and just hang out. One time, she even tried to play a video game with it. That was super funny. She was terrible and we just laughed and she laughed and it was fine, right? But you know what? Those guys remember that because they, one of them said to me later, he said, my mom would have never done that. What is that thing that you need to start doing? Because it never happened in their home, discipler, Bible study leader. Listen, I, just foundations two and three will not make good disciples. You're going to have to do some work with that information. You're going to have to invest it. You're going to have to do what Lois and Eunice did with Timothy. If you want to see that. So now, again, another question I just have on the floor for you is what when you think about your kid, are you just trying, are you just worried about feeding them? You just worried about trying to just get them. I'm just trying to get you through the lessons. Or do you want somebody that will have a relationship with the Lord Jesus for themselves? Because if you do, it changes what you do. It changes everything you do. Listen, I get, man, you know, those of us that are discipled enough times, I probably have more incompletes and failures than I have of success stories but I have approached it the same. And the only way that it changes is because the personalities are different amongst all of those. I don't take it for granted. I want to get to know them. I want them to know, I want to, I want to help them move. I want to be there. I want to be able to say hard things, nice things, easy things, everything in the middle. That takes work. You got to do it more than just an hour a week. There's hard work there to do. And so listen, I want you to see something. This is what it says in Deuteronomy 6. There is a diligence that is necessary in order to see real fruit. In this Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7, it says this, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. That gets old super quick. You try that for a week. I know what you're thinking. I'm going to try this. And then you're going to get tired of it. But listen, you got to be in their ear constantly. 
Because you know what? The devil is, boy, he is so good. He's in their ear as much or more than you are. Once they get to school and they're there, you guys know how to, you remember what you were like in middle school and high school? Crazy. This is an important thing that I, I think, even just thinking about Moses and how he came up and how does a man come to that decision growing up in Pharaoh's house? I mean, it, he wants everything that he's got right there, right? His flesh is looking at all the opulence and all that. And there's a point where his, I, I guarantee you, his mom is like, that's not you, boy. Even if she's just walking by, like, no, nah, you're not one of them. And just keep walking. <laughs> because Just so he knows. I'm going to tell you who you really are. I'm going to remind you. And then he moved on it. Man, I'm burdened for our kids of all kind. You know, you notice when I talk about y'all's kids, I say our kids. Because I got to make sure on my part that you see me properly and that I invest in you so that you will do the same to them. I want to see those nieces and nephews grow up and lead this church. I don't want to see them driving you crazy. That drives me crazy watching them tear their homes apart because they're unhappy or whatever the case may be. It takes a lot of prayer. But listen, you understand something. There's something that's got to be on your heart. I can only do so much from this platform. You got to take it home. You got to care. And I can't make you care. I want to. I wish I could be your Holy Spirit until I realized how poor that would be if I was your Holy Spirit. <laughs> It'd be terrible for you. And so, listen, man, there is a diligence that is absolutely necessary to see real roots. How are you doing with that? Listen, don't get discouraged from the disciples that don't make it. Stay your ground. Do you believe that the word of God that you are given to these individuals is truth? It's either true or it ain't. It's no in-between. How hard do you think it was for Lois and Eunice? Timothy's dad is Greek. And you notice they only, the only thing they ever mentioned about his pops is that he's Greek. So that means he was doing Greek things. <laughs> he is not in the lineage of growing him up and making sure that he's right. Man, grandma and mom took upon themselves to do that. Listen, in discipleship, a lot of times you might be the only spiritual parent they will ever have. That's how you got to look at that. Man, if it hadn't have been for Troy Stocksdale and just saying the things that he said and, and, and living the life that he had and then eventually to Sam and, and Alan, these are the guys that invested in me when, you know, when I was young and then Dan and all of, you know, uh, uh, Bo Green, all these guys that I could get a chance. I was getting new family left and right, but they were intentional to do it. Listen, I'm not, I'm not getting on to you. I just want you to understand the gravity of the situation. I don't want us to just look at these characters in the Bible like characters in a, a Mark Twain book, right? Like they're not real. There's some real hard work that took place in order for these individuals to become the individuals that they are. And yes, 
Uh, most of that means that as individuals, they have to face the Lord Jesus themselves. That is absolutely true. But listen, to think that you have no, uh, no power as the parent, as the disciple, as the Bible study leader, as the shepherd, man, that is wrong. Because I'm now discounting the power that the Lord has given me and the role that he's given me. This is what I'm saying about D2. Now you're done. Okay, great. How are you going to, how are you going to shepherd? How are you going to put that to use? Do your kids benefit from the fact that you finished foundations two and three? Man, you can't be more willing to give that to a stranger than you are your own family. Man, I, listen, <laughs> we're making this rocket science. It's not. We just got to get out of haphazard, accidental Christianity. It's not an accident. It's something else that I want you to do if you're not doing, and I want you for sure to do better. Colossians 7 and 9 something really important here be prayerful about the fruit growing the, the 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 fruit that you have growing in the faith be prayerful about that look at what it says as ye also learned of epiphras our dear fellow servant who is for you church of Colossae, a faithful minister of christ who also declared unto us your love in the spirit for this cause we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. When is the last time you prayed that for your kids? You just keep bringing them to church and then getting mad when you have to go downstairs and deal with some disciplinary thing. Listen, families can sour families on the Lord Jesus. Your conduct and how you treat that, how you present the Lord to your kids, spouses, family, whatever, you have some say-so in that. So be careful. If I'm praying, I can't, I, can't, it, I don't know what it is about prayer. If I'm mad <laughs> and I'm praying for that person I'm mad at, it's over with by the time the prayer is done. It's gone. If I'm frustrated with, with a disciple or whatever, man, I just go back to things like this and just put my head in the right space and time to say, listen, this is what it's got to be. I, I know what it's like. You study, you prepare, you get together, you have an intention in your heart, and you, you're going to get in front of your kids or your Bible study or, or your, your disciples, and you're like, man, you got this plan. It's all mapped out, and somehow it derails. Okay. So when did grace show up? I, listen, they're not your enemies. The people, the children, our disciples are not our enemies. I, we have to love them. Even when they're, especially when they're driving us the craziest. They oppose themselves. There is, a, there is something of just looking at the intentionality of just of these. I'm not surprised that Timothy ended up where he ended up. Man, I know. I Listen, uh, he has a grandma, so 
And she's a godly woman. That woman was praying for him. I, I guarantee my grandmother absolutely was. I got this really cool opportunity one time once I got older. And my grandmother, the one that, uh, the PT Cruiser grandmother, uh, everybody knows, okay, yeah, I know which one now. Um, that grandmother had a prayer, um, kind of like a, a Tuesday night prayer thing, but on her phone. And she has some friends with three pastors and they would call and then she would kind of like, okay, topically, basically just start the conversation amongst them so that they could be praying for their flock. And I was a part of that. And I remember when I started praying, I heard this whimpering and I was, and I looked, cause I was at her apartment when uh, this happened and she was crying. And I was like, I, in my head, I was thinking to ask her, but then in my heart, I knew why she was crying because now I was praying. She spent all that time praying for me and now she was listening to me pray. How does that make you feel when you watch your kids accept Christ? And when Kenny Morgan baptized Kenny, you remember that? I remember that. I remember his face. That dude was told up and it was beautiful. I got a chance to baptize Sean. I mean, like that was, I'm like, man, this is my big teddy bear. <laughs> we got water everywhere, didn't we? <laughs> I was dreadful. Like, I, why did I even wear a shirt? <laughs> But man, listen, to, to see what is happening, the Lord giving me the privilege and the opportunity just to watch that growth and watch them do things on their own, there is nothing like it. It is worth every 10 that quits. Because when you get the one that doesn't, oh man, it's sweet. It's sweet. And so listen, you gotta have a heart like, Initially, before you get to a heart like Timothy, you got to have a heart like Lois and Eunice. You got to be praying. You got to be investing the word. You got to be constantly reminding them of who they are and who they could be in the Lord. And you got to do that with wisdom. You got to do that with grace. You got you to make sure that there's a highlight in, in, the, in the word of God that they see it lived out in your own personal life. If they don't see it like that, it's just words. It's just words. We got a lot of kids in here. We got enough kids, it could be its own fellowship. What's gonna happen with our kids? What are they gonna do? And so, as we continue on here, there is now, if we switch to Timothy, there's an establishment in the truth for him that leads to a proper testimony. And it's kind of interesting because guys, well, we're in Timothy, uh, hopefully all of y'all are in second Timothy, Stacy, too fast. <laughs> but with that, listen, his testimony revealed his desire. Get that down, write it down. Your testimony reveals your desire. If you are kind of flaky, well, I'm I don't know what to say. I just said it. <laughs> his testimony revealed his desire. In 1 Timothy 3, 7, and this is something that Paul is saying about those who are 
saying that, man, I, I, I have a heart, I think, to, to be a bishop. I have a heart to, to be a deacon. I have a heart to minister. Later on, after you get towards most of that, and it has all of these very simple uh, things that must be said of that individual, but listen to this. In verse 7, it says, Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into repro reproach and snare of the devil. And so get this down. He desired to be right with God. So now, okay, so here's the question on the floor. It's like, uh, you know, that saying, the gym saying, right? Everybody wants muscle. Nobody wants to go to the gym, work out, right? It's the same thing. I want fruit, and I want fruit that remains. I want fruit that'll start churches or be a part of church plants and be discipling and making that. But am I, where am I at to make sure that that's my heart? I can't really get to that A to B spot where I don't have any uh, uh, standing for myself. And so now I'm hoping that this thing magically just works out. It's, it's not going to. Listen, I, I'm just telling you. Do you have a desire to be right with God? Period. Are, can you, are you swift to correction? Do you look at when you get uh, counsel, are you swift to listen? Or do you just throw it out? Listen, I'm telling you, the answer to this is the swifter you are to those things, the quicker it is that you will get to wherever it is you're trying to get to. It's something I learned very easily. Things were pretty good in my house. My mom was the authority. She didn't play around, and I was not going to challenge it. So it was good. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of trouble. I didn't want to get a whooping, and then I didn't, oh, my radio. Yeah, I didn't want that ever to leave my room. And I can remember, I can count on my hands how many times it did leave my room, and I hated it. Because, man, I had to be listening to rap and trying to break dance in my room. So, you know, you got to have a radio to do all that, right? <laughs> and so I'm just saying, there's this, I desire to be right with my mom. And it led to good things. <laughs> One of the things I, I, I used to say to her, and it's sad. I think it's probably just the, the, where I, the environment I grew up in. But I would say, you know, to friends like, Mama, I graduated on time and she didn't pick me up from jail. When? <laughs> you know, now that's sad. That's a low bar. But amongst the friends I had, some of them did not make that bar. So it was a high enough bar because I didn't like giving my mom stress. You see what I'm saying? There has to be that desire there on your part. You have to start really evaluating where you are. 2020, we know what happened. This is just really 2020 part two still. Like, and it's a week you know, uh, part two, it's not nearly as dramatic as part one was. It's like most sequels are awful. This 2021 equally, it's just kind of weak, but it's still there. It's just in the air. And then you still got a choice. You got a choice of whether or not you can actually serve the Lord or you could just hide in COVID Zoomlandia. And man, listen, this ain't about trying to call somebody out. I'm just saying, listen, do you think that that is okay with the Lord? I could, we, could, we could talk about scripture that would show something else. It's time to be back. It's time to be here. It's time to be right with God. Timothy clearly wanted that. Timothy did that. And we see that 
again, just by that testimony that he had. And so now here's where things get a little more interesting. And I just have a note to myself here and kind of something I wanted to remind you of is don't wait for somebody else to show up for you to jump in. So remember, Paul wasn't there yet. He was already ministering before he got there. So what things do you need to be a part of that you need to be doing that you need to sign up for? Maybe it's something in this class. Now you notice that I've opened the floor. At first it was all guys. And I wanted the guys to make sure that they lay their, their, their stake here and said, hey, we're going to minister alongside Dale. But now with the food side of it, I just opened it up. We're also going to have Maria's going to lead us in, in worship. That'll be also on the second only Sunday. Second and fourth, that's right. Okay. I don't want to wear you out, but if that's, if that's okay, second and fourth would be good. Okay, so listen. Well, so guess what? Somebody else is going to have to do that. I didn't say the first and the third. Maybe that's where you fit, you fit in. We're just going to do acapella. I mean, there's something to it. Miller, I, it, it rings in my ear. I don't remember verbatim, but just I remember what Miller said about having keys to this place and what that meant. It changed his walk. When you got to have something that you got to be accountable for and make sure that you hear, Rashad beats me here every Sunday. That's his desire to make sure that this is working right. Maybe some of y'all need to join and be a part of that. Here, listen, this is what I would like to see happen because you guys do listen to me. And I appreciate that. I love you for it. Is that you have one Sunday in here and one Sunday in church. Downstairs doing something. Okay, that way we're not out of here very often. And if you're in here, think about it. You don't miss out. The only time you would miss out is when you're doing maybe hospitality or security or cafe or whatever. But if you're in here, you could be in here. It's time. Listen, you got to put a flag down somewhere. And it's just kind of time to do that. I, I think we're at a point in our in our relationship where. We've stopped doing the haphazard thing. You don't want your 2020, or your, excuse me, your 2021 to end like your 2020 did. If you're in the same spot that you were last year, something is wrong. That's not how the Lord works. Don't wait for somebody to invite you. Jump in. I didn't wait for somebody to start calling me Uncle Dale before I just acted like it. And then they went with it. It was too late. <laughs> it just snowballed downhill. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to kind of mention there just that statement. And just so you understand how far it is. And because we're talking about a mountainous region, just look at this in verse two. It says, which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. That is 20 miles apart. That's 20 walking miles, not 20 driving miles. 20 driving miles is nothing. But 20 walking miles and mountainous terrain with sandals on is different. This is the kind of testimony that Timothy has. Incredible. Incredible. And so listen, here it is. Paul recognized for himself that he was a growing leader. And so now, listen, you got to have eyes to see what God is doing in, God, in his people. You got to have eyes for that. And in Acts 20, 28 through 31, he says something very interesting. 
says this, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you and not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. So listen, parents, disciplers, Bible study leaders, shepherds, we have all the above in here. You've got to have the discernment to know what's going on with your people. One of the things I have set my heart to do this year is to make myself more available to you. That will come by dinners, by coffee, by, you know, just different things like that, that will be scheduled and planned. Because adults can be a little bit weird. It's hard for us to break the bubble. Once you have children, you pretty much have a bubble and you're like, I don't want too many people in that bubble, <laughs> you know? Well, we got to break out of that. I'm praying for you, but I want to also be able to engage you and warn you face to face, not just pulpit to face. And really see how you're doing. And as I do that, I'm praying that this will also translate into how it is that you are with your children, with your disciple, with your Bible study, that you will do the same thing that you would outside of those meeting times have personal time just to get with them, just to get the norm, hang out, go do something fun. Everything doesn't have to have, you know, the Bible open for the Bible to still be open in y'all's hearts. You can go to the movies, you can go eat, man, get something sweet. It's okay. Have some gluten. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe not for some of you now. If your stomach's going to be tore up, don't do it. <laughs> okay? But listen, if you lack discernment, and some of you do, if you lack it, then ask God to give it to you. Matthew 7, 7 through 8 says this, Ask and you shall be given you, seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh and receive it, and he that seeketh find it. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Like essentially, basically, you gotta you gotta look at you gotta look at it like this. If you don't have the ability to discern and you just can't read people, you can't read body language, you, you're terrible at reading the room. Sometimes guys are just the worst at these things. <laughs> I have to learn that. That sometimes my wife can say one sentence that I'm used to hearing for the last 20 plus years, and she says it differently, that ought to make my ears go, wait a minute. Are you all right? Some of and that doesn't mean I have to apologize. That's not how this works. You might not have done anything, but you're all right. Is there something I can do to help? Maybe you just need me to listen to you, right? That's a skill. It's not something that just everybody has. And parents often now especially lack that just because they feel so disconnected from these kids that really are just doing the things that you're doing in a modern context. That's the only difference. You shouldn't be surprised. Now, I love this next part here as we kind of get to a close. So Paul had him get circumcised in order to increase the, the, his ministering opportunities. Remember, there are Jews in the area. And the one thing is, because he has a Jewish mother and grandmother, there's this thing where that duality right there is going to kind of open up opportunities for him. He already has a good testimony. But now he's got this. And so Get this down. Lead your people in hard things in order to see them be more fruitful. 
you have to lead your people in hard things in order to see them be more fruitful. There are some times that with your kids, you have to make sure like you raise the bar. The bar of expectation. I remember that kind of like when my mom started leaving me at home by myself because I wasn't going to set the house on fire. Now, she might have with trembling <laughs> and shaking. Did it. But man, she came home. The house was not on fire. And then guess what I got to do? She left again, which that was a win win because it was the music was up all the way. It was for sure breakdance time, <laughs> right? And then I'm not going to tear something up. And then I actually, one time, because it was during the day, you know, it's like I made dinner for her and cooked them pork chops way too long. <laughs> and she was happy and then we didn't eat them because they were dry. <laughs> but how are you going to raise the bar? You know, I think about in the lives of those that minister to me as they call me up. They don't just call me out, they call me up. There's a difference. A lot of times people can call you out and there ain't no love in that. I can just tell you, how, where, you where you fall short and this, you don't measure up, da, 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 da. If I call you up, there might be a little bit of that <laughs> critique going on, but also the opportunity for you to improve it. How do you parent in that way? Calling him to this higher thing gave Timothy, the opportunity to take that great testimony that he had been making for himself and really launch it into what we would later see are the books of Timothy. This guy is now going to establish church leadership. Do you understand that the Lord has given us a roadmap for like watching how this dude went from A to B? And then B is like question mark, question mark. But it's pretty good B, <laughs> you know? It's huge. It's a huge thing. There's a verse I wanted you guys to get down. Oh, uh, write this one down. This is in Joshua 3.10, man. I love this. Leading your people on hard things in order for them to see, to, for, for them to be more fruitful. It's like this. And Joshua said, hereby you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out from before you, the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Prizites and the Gergashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. Why is that so critical? Because this guy had already had a position of victory that they didn't have. Sometimes you got to encourage people in a way that you say, listen, the victory is on the Lord. He's got this thing. You don't have to worry about it. Let's just move forward. I'm with you. And when you do that and they launch out there and they get a taste of what victory is really like, Man, it's life-changing. It's why we like taking short-term missions trips because then people get a chance to see that. You please connect the dots. I went to El Salvador with James. Now he is in my fellowship. A to B. B being question marks. We don't know. Let's see. And so listen. The last things are this, Paul invited him to the work, purpose to provide opportunities for your flock to grow. And the last thing is this, this is the, the main key point. And I said it earlier, but I want you to get it down. The life that Timothy had was not accidental. Nothing about it, not from his parents' investment or his grandmother and, and mother, 
not from Paul's investment, not from his own taking hold of what was in front of him. He took it for face value and said, I'm, I want to be right with you, God. And so listen, the question on the floor is this. You got an opportunity to do that. Maybe mom and grandma did that for you, but now you floundering. It's time for that to be over with. We handed out those. I pray that we continue doing that. Everybody. Everybody. D2. Everybody. Man, let's get it. And let's see what B looks like for us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you again just for the, the wisdom that you've shown me from uh, Acts 16 and really just that being established is not an accidental thing. Father, we sometimes we just let things be and we don't really have any desires. We don't want to grow. We kind of just are stagnant. We're afraid of growth. We're afraid of the success that would come from following you. And so, Father, help us. Help us to just keep our eyes on you. Be with us as we consider your word in the life of Timothy, as we study it out from Bible study to this. And uh, Lord, have your way with us. Lord, get us to be, uh, to be those children that you would be pleased with. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.